0: Describe myself in
1: two words, rich and unemployed. These stones cost two birds. Let it, count it when she bore. Deposit hit chicks clearing. Ain't void. I know that ain't my it's called it. Nullin' Void. Where we going? Money going up. Money counting. To so the Rich and Unemployed Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan DuPaton, aka Baness. And uh before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon. W W dot Rich Unemployed. Make sure you guys check out the merch, richunemployee.net. And uh, got a special guest here today. he's the most handsome guy that's been on my podcast. Respectfully. Respectfully. Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. What's going
2: on, y'all? It's a kid billionaire B, AKA Brian Waldron, event space god, credit god, coming out from Brooklyn, New York. You already know what the vibes is.
1: Event space god. Now, how do, you, how do you even claim that title?
2: Uh, you want me to go through yep. testimonials, yep. screenshots, yep. accolades? Yep. Which one, bro? Shit, start. I mean, top event space program in the country. Nobody mm-hmm. has more testimonials than us. Mm-hmm. Nobody has more success stories than us. Mm-hmm. Nobody has more revenue than us. Mm-hmm. Pick one, bro.
1: Okay. All right. So, how long have you been doing
2: this? I've been in the game for about four years now. Been mm-hmm. blessed and highly favored to, to be doing about almost touching $4 million in his business. Jeez. So and not to brag, this is just like, right. you know what I'm saying? I just, we get, we just got to it. COVID shook us a little bit and then we just shook back. You know what I'm saying? I had my first $50,000 month after COVID. So ever since then, I just been sharpening the iron getting better and better until people started asking how you do this and we got into it.
1: Why did you choose event space? And out of all hustles, um, businesses, why
2: event space? so I had a 2.8 GPA in college, right? I had a 2.8 GPA in college, and I tried to get a college, a a degree, I tried to get a job at a school, it didn't really work out for me, so I got a server job, right? Mm -hmm. Got fired from my first server job, got fired from my second server job, (laughs) got fired from my third server job, and I started working at an event space close by my house while I was just, you know, kind of off on my off days or whatever the case may be, and I'm seeing people paying like Four, five, six hundred dollars for a couple hours. Like, I mean, I'm sure you've been to a baby shower before, or and you yeah. see people run up the racks. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it kind of like the light bulb went off in of my mind, and I'm just like, I got to get into this. So I don't even think it was really event space me choosing event space. It's more like event space kind of chose me because at that point it just made it very, very clear. Like, yo, I got to get into this. Mm-hmm. So I saved up thirty thousand dollars of my server money, and I got my first spot, Bedford Stuyvesant in Brooklyn, New York. You made thirty thousand serving. I saved 30,000 serving.
1: How long did that take?
2: A year. 30,000?
1: You must have had no bills.
2: I was living at my mom's.
1: Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. All right. <laughs> so, like, what? Were you working at like a Denny's or something? What, no, nah, what
2: they got a bill. Uh, I don't want to name drop because they fired me. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't want to give them no clout.
1: Yeah, don't give them no, no, no clout. All right. <clears throat> so, I mean, did you get your your degree i didn't hear that part.
2: yeah i got I it but I, I graduated like a 2.8 so that's kind of like i barely made it you feel me yeah, yeah for sure i was i clearly wasn't the, the brightest tool in the shed box or whatever they call it and what field uh real estate investments real estate i
1: didn't even know that was a you could pick that i didn't know that i didn't know either <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> so like do you plan on using that ever
2: I never had to. I, I don't think I really need to start now at this point. I would, I would rather put the money that I would put back into a degree or put back in, into college or whatever into a mentor or mm-hmm. into somebody who like, has real accolades. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Bro, half the professors at school wasn't even doing the things that they was teaching.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Real estate professors barely even had a property. They probably invest in like a REIT or something like that.
1: Right. They're just going through the curriculum. Got you. All right. So now you graduate, you're a server, you save up 30000 And you just go ahead and get your event space. And without any fear or nothing, like you just knew it was going to work, didn't have a mentor, just... So to be honest, I mean, nobody was really...
2: Everybody was gatekeeping, bro. Like, mm -hmm. especially in New York, nobody really shares the information. I would reach out to people. I would ask people like, yo, do you like, what kind of contract do y'all use? What kind of systems y'all use? And everybody just gatekeeping, you know what I'm saying? So I really just kind of had to figure it out off the muscle. And in terms of fear... I, I basically already had a proof of concept because, like I said, I was, I was already working at one. So, it was just kind of like, I see people already paying for it. I just got to see one person pay for it and I know it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, for me to really... I've always been more of a risk taker. Yeah. So, going out and just kind of dumping my life savings at that point, 22 <laughs> years <saving>. old, <laughs> 22 years old, it ain't really... It wasn't, it wasn't far-fetched for me. Right. It was just like, it, I, we can make it work.
1: So, did you use the whole 30,000?
2: Yeah, basically. he's so open up event space? Yeah. he's a whole 30000 Because I didn't know what I know now. You feel me?
1: Okay, so break, break it
2: down. <clears throat> so, in terms of that specific play, right, I give the landlord about... $11,000. So typically when you get into an event space, right, if you're leasing versus buying, buying a property, you know, typically put 20, 25% down. Mm-hmm. But when you're leasing an event space, what we did is we did one month rent, one month security. This particular landlord wanted three months security. Mm-hmm. So it would, the rent at that time was about 3500 So that's like what? Almost $15,000 check I had to hand to him. So that was the half of the $30,000 right there. And then that's the like other
1: half. 10? No? 3,500
2: times
1: four? Oh, four. <laughs> one okay. month
2: rent, three months security. hmm Yeah. So um, then I took the other money and I did the build out. So like the floors, the walls, the ceiling, basically fix it up to make it presentable for my client. Right. So at that point, and again, this is when I was starting out, like not knowing the stuff that I know now, Mm -hmm. that's why I dumped the whole 30,000 because I didn't know about minimum viable product. What I teach my students now, what I do now for my current event spaces is that we do something called an MVP, minimum viable product. You do the bare minimum to get the space up and running. So, that people could come in, start renting it, you pre sell it, right. take that money that they just paid you, mm-hmm. turn around, double back, and finish up the renovations. Right. So, you're not coming too much out of your pocket, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And the way I did it the second time was when I got my second space, I had just come off a of build out from my first spot. This is June 2018, right? So, now in November 2018, I saw another spot. I'm like, I need that, right? But I just blew all my cash on the original build out. Mm-hmm. So, I, what I did is I checked my credit report and I saw that I had a really good score with Experian. So I got a Chase Income Limited credit card for about fifteen thousand dollars, and I asked them to bump up my limit. I got a twenty-five k. Got the twenty-five k. Liquidated off the money. I could talk about how you liquidated. It's simple. Visa W gift card. Hold on, bro. You are going so fast? I apologize, <laughs> sir.
1: <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I'm still on the first one. <laughs> All right. What did you spend after the rent? <clears throat> what was their expenses? Like, what did you have to fix up?
3: Yeah.
2: So. Think about you got a space, right? Mm-hmm. And before it looks like an actual space, it's probably run down. You got to fix the sheetrock. You got to do the flooring. Mm-hmm. You got to put nice lighting. You got to redo the bathrooms, all these things. Mm-hmm.
1: So I had to do all that. Okay, but with an event space, like what are you really trying to uh, accomplish? Don't you do nice floors and just, just really a plain room, right? Just, yeah. You don't need nothing expensive. But you don't know how you're
2: coming. It really depends on how you're coming into it, right? Mm-hmm. Because imagine you come in, you got to. <laughs> you good? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. That looked like a hurt. Hold on, hold on. Uh,
2: nah, tickets... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my. I got, man, I was hooping two hours a day, man. I called a trolley horse. All right. Man, that was... All right. We good. Good? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it really depends on the condition that you get the property, right? So, I've seen mm-hmm. spaces where... I mean, I I could show you, but my first space... It was like orange and blue paint. Mm -hmm. The floors needed to be stripped. The bathroom was the bathrooms literally didn't even have stalls in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. We had to build stalls in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So all that stuff cost money. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So took the money, did that, and then like I said, when we got into the second location, I had to run the play again. But knowing what I knew then, I was just like, all right, cool. Look, listen, I'm not dumping a whole thirty racks. I spent. I went from spending thirty thousand dollars on that location to spending about. $14,000 on my second location because I learned about MVP because I learned how to negotiate on rent concession, negotiate on build out, get cheaper models that get cheaper. What's a rent concession? So rent concession is essentially when you get free rent to build out the space. Right. So you're gonna go and lease a landlord, you're gonna go to a landlord, right, and be like, Hey look, listen, I need two, three months to build that location to get it ready so I can actually do business. Mm-hmm. I need two, three months free. Not every landlord's gonna go to it, but we have a script in our program that we should give people so that they can go ahead and try to negotiate for rent concession. Mm-hmm. It's not like a cut and dry thing. Not every landlord's gonna go to it. I've had some landlords give me only two months, I've had some landlords offer me six months. Everybody's different.
1: Six months. Yeah. Okay. You could do it in two months.
2: Hundred percent and that's the play. That's the play right there because mm-hmm. what I would personally do is I would get four to six months rent concession, build out the location with an M V P in two, maybe even less. I've built out locations in thirty days, start pre selling, yeah. get my money back and I'm 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 free and clear before I even gotta start paying rent.
1: When you say pre selling, is that like, you know, put it on a website, putting it on a platform and actually letting people book in advance, right?
2: Absolutely, so yeah. So we do websites like Peerspace, Splacer, and Gigster.com. We also do a lot of organic traffic through Instagram and TikTok, right? So I actually built my first location off Instagram because I ain't had no money right? So Mm -hmm. I can even invest in no ads? So I'm out here like, yo, 22 year old entrepreneur. Uh, I'm trying to, I just got my brand new event space right here on Fulton street. Make sure y'all come tap in with me. And then I start seeing some posts get engagement. So I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm going to try with my first ad. I take some of my money that I was always big on that. You got to reinvest back into your business. Mm -hmm. Right? So I took a lot of my money and I was just like, yo, look, listen, I'm going to buy my first Facebook ad, but my first Facebook ad, I put like $200 in it. Right? This was, this was 20 18, so ads was a little cheaper back then. (laughs) But I put like $200 or whatever case for me, and I start seeing people getting booked. Made like a thousand dollars off booking, so I'm just like, off the ads, off the ads.
1: I know the episode is getting really good. Before we dive any deeper, I need to get into the sponsor for this today's episode. Being an entrepreneur, creating and maintaining a business is tough. We all know this. There's a thousand other people that's grinding just like you. What I'm getting at is, you don't have to do this alone. Did you know that there's a morning call every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern? It's called The Morning Meetup, made for you. It's created by David Shans, the top entrepreneur who built multi-million dollar businesses. Yes, you heard this correctly. This is a group made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Do you feel stuck? That means you need to get into the room with high-level entrepreneurs. Get in the room. Basically, if you're tired of holding your own weight and it's entrepreneurship, you need to join. www. TheMorningMeetup.com. Join, connect, grow. I'll see you guys there. It's back to the episode.
2: I literally, I, I went on Canva or like some, some app, like uh, some random app or whatever. I just made like a little video of my space. This is all like in the mud. Like, this is like no mentors, like nothing. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just trying to figure things out because mm-hmm. nobody was teaching this stuff. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So then I'm, I put out the ad, made some money back, took the money, put it back into the ad, kept on rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Eventually, I had my first $15,000 month took the money, got my next event space, got the next event space, and then I just kept on running it up.
1: How many event spaces do you have?
2: Now, we only have one. We sold three locations oh, last Oh, this
1: minute. man, he's capping. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh.
2: at a certain point, you gotta level up. You okay. I me? Mean?
3: Mm.
1: So why do you have just one?
2: Because I genuinely like the business, I didn't, I realized that I got more purpose and I was able to impact more people through teaching them. Uh So now what we do is we help other people get their event space, right? And I want to essentially, this is like my kind of grand master plan, but I want to partner with all my students. So ideally what I want to do is I want to basically give them so much information and empower them so much to the point that they can make $25, $50, or $100,000 in a month from their event space. Those are the awards that they get in our program to the point where they're doing so well, we buy a property together and we just split the money through the event space. Buy or rent? Buy it. We're gonna buy the property.
1: Oh, so now it's, it's you done went from leasing to buying now?
2: Yeah, when you get your, my, when I gain my experience, yeah. So like for example, I just bought a building in Philly, right, I have one of my students, she's running it, we splitting mm-hmm. the rent, we splitting the money. That's the main goal.
1: Okay, what's the difference between buying and renting? Because if you rent, essentially it's, it's costing you more to buy, right? versus written
2: so that's my master plan mm-hmm. when i started and what i teach my students is to rent 100 mm-hmm. percent stand on that Stand, mm-hmm. right when you get into the business i highly recommend you rent i don't care how much money you got even if you have the money to go buy a building if you get into this business i recommend you start by leasing simply one you don't have to worry about high boot moving costs two you could you don't have to worry about the property three you just you don't got to tie up too much cash, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the main thing, right? So when it comes down to me now, right? I'm at the point where I know this game like the back of my hand. So ideally what I want to do is I want to own the property and then my students rent it from me. Oh, you get what I'm saying? Like uh, a McDonald's model. Uh, that's the play right now.
1: You know, I learned that about McDonald's. Like they, the, They're not just into burgers. They're really into real estate. That's they the bought the a block and rent it out.
2: That's the game and that's what I wanna do. So I wanna make my students so good at this business mm-hmm. that by the time they're making fifty dollars to $100,000 in a month, mm-hmm. I go back, we double back, we partner up. Hey, yo, look, listen, I see you going crazy in Atlanta. I'm gonna buy this property on this block right here. Y'all gonna run the event space? I bet, we split the money 50-50. Mm-hmm. I own the property, but they run the business, sound, and I know
1: they're good at business. You sound like Suge Knight.
2: I sound like Suge Knight.
1: <laughs> Death Row Records. Um, <laughs> all right, so. How much will it take someone starting off? Um, let's say, just take out the rent because you know, that, that fluctuates. So, how much would they have to invest once they get the property? How much would it cost them? How much would you think? I mean, if look- you're removing the
2: rent, then all that's really left is the move in cost. Sorry, not the move in cost, but the build out cost and the furniture. So, with that, 15, 20K?
1: 15K on furniture? No, with.
2: Build out and furniture. Fifteen, twenty. How much?
1: How much would you have to spend on furniture?
2: Maybe like eight to ten.
1: And what? what furniture are you buying? Chairs? Tables and
2: chairs. Tables and chairs. I seen maybe a bar.
1: I seen one of your posts. I think you had a, your storage room with like a, uh, a a chair, like a king, like a one yeah, of these, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So that's something that we talk about later on down the line, right? So once you've got the event space, the event space is not enough. Not in this game, not in this market. So once you have that, now you want to start adding on the rentals, the throne chairs, the baby tables, the backdrops, things of that nature. That's how you really start ramping up and doing those fifty to one hundred thousand dollars months.
1: Oh, so this doesn't even come with the if you if you want the event space and now you want this extra stuff, you have to rent it too. It's kind
2: of like the event space is what gets them in, and then you got the back end offers. That's the decor and thrones and stuff like that.
1: How much you charge for that?
2: So now we do everything by package, right? So we'll have a package go out for like thirty five hundred, and it'll come with all that stuff. Because to do it, like, oh, yeah, add on this, add on that, that's baby money. We don't want to do that. We do packages. So you're coming in, you're spending 3500 for one night, 5000 6000 for one night.
1: Like, Okay, break down a package.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, for example, in our $3,500 package, right, they'll get the venue for eight hours. They'll get tables, chairs, tablecloths, napkins, napkin rings, charger plates, a balloon garland, um, a backdrop, a throne, and a dessert table for the cake and treats and stuff like that for 3500 And the great thing about it is that I own all this stuff. so. Mm-hmm just rinse and repeat. It's a charger plate? Charger plate, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, you ever been to like a hole and they got the nice decorative plate that you don't eat off of? Yeah, it's like a plate then on another. On exactly. The so the plate that's on the bottom, that's a charger plate. It's for decor.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. You could have just said plate. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you. All right, so let's just take them through the process. All right, boom. I go give me a, 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 a property, um, a vacant property. Um, discuss what I am going to discuss with the, the owner, the landlord, go get furniture,
2: right? Go do the build-out, then get the furniture. Build out.
1: What, okay, explain the build-out.
2: So the build-out is when you're coming in, you're like, all right, cool, look, listen, this space needs work, it needs renovations, right, mm-hmm. to look appropriate for an event. So I'm going to do the floors, I'm going to do okay. the walls, I'm going to do the lighting, mm-hmm. and make sure everything looks pristine, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to get the furniture.
1: you doing this yourself or? You get a contractor. Mm-hmm. How much would you want to pay them?
2: So, it's included in the build-out. So, build so, say for example, right? Uh, let me walk through the numbers because I... <laughs> let
1: me walk. I'm asking from a person that don't know shit about nothing. Nah. So,
2: <laughs> so, say for example, right? I want to get into this business, all mm-hmm. right? This is, this is literally like the five-step, seven-step process or whatever the case may be, right? You find a landlord. You find somebody who's renting out a commercial space on a website like Crexi craigslist or loopnet.com right you contact them you let them know hey look listen i want to have i want to rent this space for private gatherings birthday parties baby showers wedding receptions whatever the case may be they agree they say yes cool granted i go i see the space i like it i make an offer hey i want to spend x amount of money on rent every single month i need this much month month this month eh, this much money rent concession Whatever. so you can negotiate 100 percent. everything is up for negotiation my boy I know that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So now, all right, cool. We agree to some numbers. I get the key. Always make sure you have insurance before you get those keys. It's going to save you a lot of trouble. It's going to save you a Not lot of headaches. insurance? Ed- business insurance, like business. property and commercial insurance. Okay. All right? Just nationwide, state farm, whatever it is you got to do, right? Then once you got the space, now you want to start that build-out process, right? Mm-hmm. While you're building out, you're also pre-selling. Mm-hmm. While you're doing the build-out process, you get a contractor,
1: right? Pause. <clears throat> How do you pre-sell if you don't have any pictures? I'm getting to that. Okay. (laughs) I'm getting to that young grasshopper. My bad. Okay.
2: (laughs) So we're building out, right? We're focusing on getting the floors done, the lighting done, the walls done, right? Minimum viable product. Now, while you're pre-selling, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go on Fiverr.com and we're going to get a floor plan done of the space. The floor plan is going to show where all the tables and chairs are going to be laid out right it's going to show where the bar is going to be where the bathroom is et cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. so when people come in they're going to see a big ugly room but on the floor plan they're going to be like oh okay so this is the way everything is going to be situated not only that you're going to get a brochure you can make a brochure on canva and it's going to include everything that's included with the space so now people can start putting the pieces together and be like all right cool this makes sense right so now once you pre-sell the space, you start taking deposits, right? All right, cool, y'all. I'm gonna be charging 1500 dollars for this space, but you can reserve the space right now for like 500 dollars right?
1: I don't know if I would trust somebody. Like <laughs> I, I go, feel you. I go into space and it's like run down. Like, listen, this is what's gonna be this was supposed to look like. <laughs> listen, I promise you, like, it's gonna look good I feel in, you. in a month. Like, I listen. Feel you. Just, and I'm gonna give you like 70% off.
2: I feel you. I mean, it definitely takes some sales skills, I'm not going to lie, Mm. but it's possible. I've done it before. It's possible Mm. because the thing about it is like, say, for example, right, you go into an apartment building. Don't apartment buildings lease out apartments before the apartment buildings are already done? True. Exactly. What do they do? They have a floor plan, right? Mm. And they tell it, they have one (laughs) Mm mock-up, like, hey, look, listen, this is what it's going to be. And with the way technology works nowadays, bro, honestly, you can go on a website like AllSeated.com and build out a complete Mm mock-up of what the space would look like fully done. It's Mm -hmm. insane. But we didn't have that. tech. Well, I didn't know of that technology back then. Mm -hmm. So I just use my good old little floor plan from Fiverr. That's like ten bucks. Right. So I'm saying, hey, look, listen, this is what the space is going to look like. And people believe it because they walk into the space. It looks like we're doing work together. Mm -hmm. So, all right, cool. I'll give this kid this money. Sure. Whatever the case may be. So, boom, they put it down. Um, Then once you do the build out, you're pre selling. Right. You had your posting on Instagram. Hey, y'all, what's going on? We got this brand new event space coming up in Brooklyn, New York. Make sure y'all come tap in with us, y'all. Hey, yo, what's going on? you we got this brand new event space in Atlanta, Georgia. Make sure y'all come tap in with us. People are excited. You wanna build up that excitement, right? Same thing on TikTok, right? Build even a YouTube. You also wanna list your space on PeerSpace, Spacer, Gigster, right? You really want to list it on those websites when it's a little bit closer to being done because they might flag your pro- your pictures as being like unfinished or whatever the case may be. So you jump on those websites when you're closer to being finished. But mm-hmm. before that, Instagram and TikTok. You can post whatever the hell you want, mm-hmm. right? And also tell your friends. People be just like scared to talk about their business. Tell your friends, tell your family, like, yo, look, listen, this is what I got going on because everybody's planning an event. I'm sure if I tell you, yo, John, like, yo, I got. X amount of, I got this event space coming up. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? My, like my homegirl, she's she trying to put something together for her boyfriend, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, somebody always having an event, right? And then word starts to spread. You start to build your business off referrals. Mm-hmm. So just like that, and then once you start making that initial seed money, you take that money and you reinvest back into your business. You reinvest into more marketing. You reinvest into more build-out. You make the space look even better. You see what I'm saying? And then you just rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> and repeat.
1: You know, that that sounds great. Real talk. Does it? Yeah, it does. I'm actually about to get my own events. Well, I'm about to, um, my plan is to get another studio like this, all right? Because people want to rent out my studio, but it doesn't make sense for me to rent it out because it's going to look like my studio. So what I plan on doing is getting one down the hall and designing it for like other podcasters, which makes sense. I just put on peer space, design like four different rooms, rent it out. Rent it out. Hmm. What do you think is the best market for event space? Like, what cities? Or is it, it could, you could do it anywhere.
2: Let me ask you this, are people in every state having events? Yep. Here's your answer. It really doesn't matter. I have, I have people in Montreal, Canada, Toronto, <laughs> London. Okay, what type of area do you tell them to look for? So the thing about it is that, and this is gonna sound a bit contrarian, but... What does I, that mean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Contr- <laughs> contrarian
3: <laughs>
2: so i mean like i don't i don't focus too much on the location per se right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. because my first location was in a basement my second location was in a second floor i never had foot traffic i never had eyeballs on my space so i was forced to market digitally mm-hmm. you feel me mm-hmm. so it really doesn't matter to me where my location is it could be back of a hall. I'm a market online, and my marketing online is going to be better than half the other people who have street traffic, who have foot presence. Mm-hmm. So, location really doesn't matter to me. As long as you're a good marketer, run it.
1: Mm. Knowing this information that you have now, um, how many people you tried to put on, like family or friends-wise?
2: Um, that, like, to actually go and do it? I don't, to be very, very honest with you, I don't really got a big family. It's really just me and my mom.
1: Friends. Because, I mean, if I knew somebody that was making 50000 a month, hey, bro, put me on. So,
2: that's a great point. And I would answer it with this. Not everybody is ready to be put on. You're picking on what now? Like, not, every, not everybody wants it. I've tried to put my family on, the little family that I have. I've tried to put a few of my friends on. Like, yo, bro, I'll run you to play. I'll show you this is the exact credit card that you're going to get. You're going to put your credit report from this. You're going to get this credit card. You're going to apply. You're going to look for a space like this. Nah, bro, I'm good. Nah bro, I'm chilling. Like they just people just don't be about that bag. People be talking about it. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: People be hype about it. People be liking seeing you do it. People like seeing you pay for their dinner. But to get the money that enabled you to do that, nobody wanna do the work. I believe me, I tried. Mm -hmm. I tried. I out of all my friends from high school and college, I talked to like two. Mm -hmm. And even them I tried to put on. Niggas don't want to do the work. That's crazy. I mean, you know how it is.
1: What are they doing? Working regular jobs?
2: Working regular jobs.
1: He does Asking me, bro, how I get money with you. I just told I you. Just told you. <laughs> um, I think people like instead of like doing it themselves, they probably want a job or maybe something quick. Versus, you know, I, man, you gotta show me how to do this, and I gotta do this whole process. Like, what if it don't work? It'd be a lot of what ifs. Yeah. And people be scared to try shit, try new things.
2: I mean, you high-risk high-reward like i put Mm -hmm. everything into my business that's crazy you know what i'm saying and then even for my people who's like ah you know how i get the funding to do this like there's so many plays out there Mm -hmm. so many plays out there like you can literally build a relationship with a bank such as everybody knows navy federal right dcu you can these are relationship-based banks you can literally go in with an llc and a 650 credit score Mm -hmm. and start putting money into that bank account 90 days later come back and get a loan for like 10k 20k do that with two, three banks. That's 30K right there. What else do you need? In our program, we show you how to find the space, fund the space, and fill the space. There's no excuses out there. Like, I've helped more people find these spaces and get the funding to do it than any other program in the country mm-hmm. when it comes to this business. So, even if it wasn't the, even if, it, like, and I love, Credit card. <laughs> Even on top of the funding, I would get a zero percent interest credit card. Right? I would go to a website like IdentityIQ.com, pull a copy of my credit report, look at my three bureaus—Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Start to build up my credit profile. Talk <laughs> I talk fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's because like I've done it so many times. It's like, yo, build up the credit profile, and then I'm gonna get start applying for credit cards. You would get a Chase from Experian, uh, Barclays Aviator for TransUnion, a City Premier, a City Double Cash from uh, Equifax. Get 10K each one of those, 30K. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Easy. And is that easy? I wouldn't say it's that easy, but I would say that the process is easy when you work for it. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Everything's more difficult when you can, when you won't got a work ethic.
1: Okay, do you help people try to fix their credit too?
2: We, in our program, we actually do. In our program, we actually have an in-house credit specialist. An in-house credit specialist and an in-house business funding specialist. Mm-hmm. We've gotten all our students upwards of 30 dollars to $60,000 just to start their space. So, ain't anybody who coming into our program not getting the funding for it. It's mm-hmm. easy. If you don't have the credit score, we help you get the credit score. If you don't have the funding, we help you get the funding. You don't have the space, we help you. We're the only program in the country that actually finds the space for you. No other event space program does that. So, I mean, now there's, like, no, there's literally no excuses.
1: You know what? I bet the people that's watching this, man, I hope, I hope y'all don't come up with any excuses. Because, man, people be asking me, like, how to get on and, like, you know, put them on on different ways to make money. But, you know, like everybody I interview, you know, shows you, like they're explaining how to make money. And for you to ask me how to make money, okay, basically you really don't want it.
2: How I get money with you, bro. Watch my podcast.
1: Watch my podcast,
2: bro. Watch my podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Watch my podcast. Um, we got a question on here. It says, how do you, how to get multiple streams of income with one space?
2: Oh, that's easy. That's, that's super easy. So, check this out. Look, right. The space is never enough. Space is never enough. We already spoke about the rentals, right? Mm. So once I got my event space, once I got turned up with my event space, then I'm gonna go ahead and start getting the rentals together, right? You go on madeinchina.com, DNM Party Props, New York Acrylic, all these different vendors, right? Now you start making money off the space and you start making off the rentals. That's the bag. That's where the 25, 50, 100K months start coming up. Then if you wanna start even going spicier, now I'm gonna put an ATM on my event space, right? You got an ATM right here. People wanna start being bottle popping extraordinaire in the club, cool. Hit the ATM real quick. I'm going to hit you for the $5 surcharge. Cool. Now I'm going to ATM. I'm putting an ATM in my event space. Now, what else can I do? I can put a vending machine in my event space, right? Mm-hmm. People don't even do... People don't even run this play, bro. <laughs> put a vending machine. But here's what. We're not putting Coke and Mentos in our vending machines, right? We're going to go ahead and put... Bobby pins, blistex, deodorant, things that people really, really need when they come in into the spot, right? So now I got the vending machine. Now what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to go get a 25, a Dodge Ram ProMaster 2500 and I'm going to start renting that out. So whenever people want to make drop-offs to the space, here, cool, just use my truck. It's $150 a day. Easy. That's like four or five income streams. You don't gotta be doing all these different things, Duro, Event Space, Airbnb, real estate. Like, you don't gotta be doing all these different things. You can have one business that's paying you five different ways, seven different ways.
1: Man, you're a smart kid. I appreciate you, man. Dang. Hit me, I got something for you. Um, That's the same way I approach podcasting, too. Um, Instead of me trying to find, figure ways, like other ways to make money and stuff, like, I had to quit everything. Yeah. Cause if you don't really put your all into one thing you won't figure out these different ideas like mm-hmm. you'll be steady trying to find new ideas to create businesses and you'll be all over the place versus you just focus on this one object and expand it yeah because you explaining it the way you breaking this down like you you got people helping you with credit you tell you teaching people how to go get credit right they're fixing credit going to get credit you can rent my car atm like it's so many ways that you didn't figure out how to and you, let me
2: tell you how to make this a recession-proof business, right? Mm-hmm. Because I know everybody going to talk about COVID, 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 right? Yeah. So let's make this a recession-proof business now, right? Now we already know how to rent out the <coughs> Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights, right? What about the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday mornings? What about the Mondays to Thursdays, right? So now I'm going ahead and getting churches, dance centers, fitness trainers, art galleries in my space, using up my space while in during the downtown. I have a dance class that comes from after school, pay four fifty a week to use my space on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have a church that pays me $1,800 a month. I got another church that pays me $400 a week. I got a, I'm still working on the dance center and the fitness trainer, but those three alone cover three quarters of my rent. Right. So now even God forbid COVID comes back or whatever the case may be, you got people
1: paying your rent. What happened during COVID? So COVID, COVID was a,
2: was a difficult time. I'm not going to lie, but that was because one, it, it was new to everybody. The whole city shut down. Nobody was allowed to operate. Nobody. So, but fortunately, we were able to work out at least something with our landlords, where we actually had our rent paused Mm -hmm. or decreased for a significant amount of time. So we were able to survive.
1: Was it any business at all?
2: Nah, none. Nah, not during COVID. But I highly doubt that would ever happen again because the government losing too much money. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's part of the. That's part of the reason they open back up. Mm -hmm. Government's losing way too much money. Because if I can't run my business, how the hell am I supposed to pay my taxes?
1: Right. You feel me? Nobody was allowed to operate during COVID. You didn't ever think like, let me just shut this down, let me just stop. During COVID? Yeah.
2: Hell no. What, bro? The minute we opened back up, I had a, my first fifty thousand dollar month. Mm-hmm. First $50,000. The minute we opened back up, and I knew it too. Everybody, everybody been cooped up in the house three to six months. They want to go out. Right. I'm be right here with that event space ready for you. Mm-hmm. First fifty thousand dollar month. After that 75K, then we had our first 100K 100k month in like a couple months after that. So I would've, if I shut down, I would've been sick.
1: Right, so I mean, what is your goals now? Like 27, teaching people the game, like what what are you trying to accomplish? My McDonald's model. I wanna
2: partner with a lot of my students. I wanna give them everything. I wanna make them have all the information that's available, that was ever available to me and even more to make them even better. I want to make them extremely successful in this business so that we can turn around and partner together. That's the master plan. Mm-hmm. I want to make them so good, pour everything into them so that they can turn around and make money together. How do you stay focused? Um, I'm focused on what
1: exactly? Life and business. Life and business. You're 27, making a lot of money. You have a girlfriend. I'm pretty sure that's one way. All right. You're not in these streets. <laughs> like how do you how do you stay focused? Like
2: I, I genuinely just really want it. Like I like I retired my mom this year, right? That was a big motivation for me for a very, very long time mm. because I'm just like I, I barely saw my mom to the point I was twelve years old. So just kind of seeing her work, that's that's one thing that just kinda like got to me and like kinda gnawed at the side of me because it's just like I'm seeing somebody who's still working up until their later years and I'm just like, ah, we can't do this no more. So I have to, I, I, I can't fall. My, my family's plan A, plan B, plan C. Like I can't, I can't drop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't got no kids yet, but it's just like, I, how, how do you, how do you just fall to the wayside and just let everything else fall apart? Like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. I got a family to take care of. So that keeps me extremely focused. And then two, I just, I just genuinely love the hustle. Like I love the game of business. I just I love being able to impact even more people, do more live events, touch more people, put more people in a position to even take care of their families. Like my one of my students, he just did twenty five thousand dollars a month. Now he could take his son to a better school. One of my other students did fifty thousand dollars a month. Now he's traveling with his family every other month. He was never able to do that. He left his job. Mm. So just putting other people in a position to kind of see some of the success that I've had is pretty invigorating. I hope that doesn't come across as, like, cheesy or nothing like that. No, nah, that's real.
3: <clears throat> but that's,
2: that's, real. That's, that's, that's part of it. Like, I told myself I'm doing a free event every single – I actually got one coming up tomorrow in Atlanta. Um, I wanted to do a free event every single month because I just, I just genuinely like to, to tap in with the people. You feel me? But above all else, that, like, I really just want to be able to partner with my students and just keep running it up more and more and more.
1: You say a live event. Um, how many people?
2: Tomorrow the last one? Tomorrow. I didn't even check how many people RSVP, to be honest. A free one? I didn't, I didn't even check how many no, people. No, it's a free?
1: Yeah, it's a free event. Okay. And you do this from city to city? Or
2: what? So I, I'm focusing in New York. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's my stomping ground. Uh, but this time I was in Atlanta, so I was like, yo, I'm going to do one in Atlanta.
1: And this is strictly off of your, your platform, off of Instagram? Or like running ads or what? No, no, no. It's just... Organic. Come through, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to try to sell them on like a hot ticket offer?
2: Nah, just free. Yeah, just free totally game. Free. Just free game. Just come out. i was to
1: teach you all this stuff, bro.
2: I mean, with the live, so, I feel like I've been so blessed to be able to impact so many people and be paid to do it mm-hmm. that every now and then I just genuinely just don't want to do that. I just really just want to tap in with people. Like, yo, what was, like, how can I help you? I'm going to bring out my guest speakers because I had like six guest speakers. I had my guy Welby, Charles, uh, my guy Derek, like a whole bunch of people just come out. And, like, I just, I just want I pour in. I don't, I don't have to pitch because I know the money's going to come back. Right. I know it. I, I, and I was right because literally I had like 10 people tap in trying to get into the mentorship that same night. So it's just like what's real is going to be real mm-hmm. forever. You know what I'm saying? I don't got to like force it. I pitch every other, I pitch all the time. Like, all right, yo, I got this. I got this. I got that. Sometimes I, like, I just genuinely just want to tap in. Like, yo, how, you, like, how can I improve your business? How can I improve your lifestyle?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always some type of... Like, it's always entrepreneurs that they're always pushing to sell and not yeah. trying to, like, give free game out, not knowing, like, if you just give gems out, like, people are gonna always wanna know more. 100%. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna gain everything in this one session. Like, you go talk for free tomorrow, like, I need to know more. So, like, bro, how can I tap in with you? Exactly. Versus, hey, man, I got this for sale. They're gonna lie, I got this for sale, sell, 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 sell. Like, bro, nobody wanna buy all the time, bro. Yeah. It's like, just give out game. Yeah. I learned that, though. I learned that from a few entrepreneurs, a few people that have been on this podcast. Um, how long have you been in a relationship? Um, going on a year and a half. Yeah. How does that help you in life?
2: Um, I mean, to be 100% honest, I was always pretty focused. Like, I was always pretty disciplined, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you know, you get into whatever, whatever. But I, I was always pretty, like, just focused on my bag. And I made sure I was focused on my bag before I even got into a serious relationship. But even now, it just kind of keeps me something, it keeps me on my toes. It keeps me, one, obviously, off the streets. And then, two, just I have something even more to work towards. You know, I want to build myself up. I want to build us as a unit, and I want to build her up as well. Mm -hmm. So it really just kind of, it just gives me more, it just adds more to life, if that kind of makes sense. Before this,
1: was you outside? Was you in the streets? A little bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) I don't look it. (laughs) So do you think, like, um, you know, for guys... For guys that, that used to be like you, like, it's outside, and, like, now that you have a girlfriend, like, what is the difference between, like, your workflow and, like, life? Is it a difference?
2: Yeah, 100%. I feel like you definitely need to learn how to compartmentalize a lot more. Because the thing about it, now that you're sharing your life with somebody, you have to, like, work time is work time, play time is play time. And you can't just say that. It has to be a real thing now because you're sharing your life with somebody, right? It's like, if I got dinner with my girlfriend at seven o'clock, I gotta be out the office at six. I gotta be done. Mm-hmm. I can't be here, there and like, oh yeah, I gotta still send this email. Like, I'm not gonna be in a relationship for very long, mm-hmm. right? Have I been on my phone on a date? 100%, I'm not even gonna lie, But it's not good practice. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you should continue. It's not something that should be a habit. So just being in a relationship helps me compartmentalize a lot more. It makes me go harder because obviously women are not cheap, especially the pretty ones. <coughs> oh
1: mm, tell me about it.
2: <laughs> it's just you know what I'm saying. When it comes to being in a relationship, you it it, it it's not free. Mm-hmm. Especially when you live in New York, especially when you are older, especially when they wanna go on vacation. It's not it's it's not free. You can't freaking Denny's and McDonald's your way throughout life, you know. You wanna obviously get better things like Valentine's Day, birthdays, whatever the case may be. I took her to Disney World for a birthday. Look at you. Nah, it's not even a flex. It's, I mean, it's not even a flex. It's just you want to be able to do things, but you can't do things like that without having your own foundation. You mm-hmm. feel me? I would not be able to be able to retire my mom if I was not set. You can't, you know, how are you going to win if you ain't right within, right? You mm-hmm. can't be able to do these things with a hug and a kiss. These things cost money. So that's why as a young man, you can't be out here trying to court women, trying to court, trying to get into different situations. You still broke. Like, cut it out you got to get yourself situated before you start going and getting women. And I know it's, a lot of guys got it backwards, and I'm probably going to get some backlash for this. But respectfully, you should not be dating if you're broke. You should not be, should not be dating if you don't got a decent credit score. And, again, like I said, a lot of dudes are going to hate me for this one, but that's just how I feel. How are you supposed to be taking care of women, courting women, then you trying to go 50-50 on a date? That don't make
1: sense. That don't no.
2: make no sense. And I've seen it. Seen it. <clears throat> and I'm just like something's wrong here Mm -hmm. what's going on here like if you have to split a $20 meal what are we doing here boy (laughs) you need to be working get that ass up and get a job Mm -hmm. it just don't make no sense so I feel like to all my like and it doesn't even have to just be young men. This should be anybody Mm -hmm. you need to get yourself situated before out here trying to date I preach that I live that I lived that too. <laughs> and I'm not even saying that, you, can, you could do both too, but I feel like no. you got to have it established first.
1: I feel like um, dating and courting, when you don't have yourself together, you're just really slowing yourself down. Because especially when you're dealing with multiple women, it requires a lot of time. Not mm. just the dating part, but the actual uh, like talking, texting, meeting. Maintenance. Like everything. You know, all together and, like, with one person. Now you're dealing with two or three women, and I don't, it's okay to do that. You know, once you're up and okay in life, then okay, by all means, then do what you got to do. But, man, you're slowing yourself down. You're not really going to reach your peak in life by having so many women, and then you ain't got no money. All that money that you got that you're wasting on dates or whatever, because women require a lot, not just food. You know, they, they want... Items, yep. right? You know, when holiday, I lose all my girlfriends <laughs> around Christmas. <and> <laughs> it's Valentine's Day, bro. I'm just listen. That, that ain't that ain't my holiday. I got a, I got an episode coming out for Valentine's Day. They gonna hate me for this one. Oh no. But you know, let I, me put a,
2: let me put an ad in that podcast, bro. Me,
1: all right. Let me, let me, put in. <laughs> let me just all insert right. myself right there. That's cool. It's gonna do numbers. I know it. Um. So do you? You, do you started
2: doing that? You started running ads on the podcast?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, only one person, uh, David Shands. Okay. He paid me for like four months of ads.
2: Oh, what's the ticket on that? <laughs> I'll
1: let you know. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> um. So, do you think guys should have a girlfriend or be single?
2: I'll put it like this: If the woman that you're with right now is helping you achieve the goals that you've already set aside for yourself mm-hmm. then by all means please mm-hmm. i mean obama and michelle got together while he was becoming barack obama right if she's helping you get to that level by all means but if she's a distraction you got to cut that thing my boy and just focus on you
1: glad you said that focus on yourself kings
2: focus on yourself kings
1: I that, mean, should be, that should be the title of the episode.
2: Focus on Focus yourself, on
1: yourself yeah. Kings. And then um, 100K a month uh, event space. I like that. <clears throat> For sure. I like that. Um, maybe I my train of thought. Damn, Brian. <laughs> hey, take your time. Um, How are you doing? Hmm? How are you doing? I'm doing great. You look good. Thank
2: you. Look, you're you. Getting, you're, you're coming into a lot of
1: wealth, sir. That's very true. Amen. You know, I wrote down some affirmations. Real, recognized, real. My affirmation uh, is to make a uh, million dollars a month this year. Mm-hmm. How's that going? It's getting closer. Okay. Every, every day, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to make more and more money. Um, and opportunities are starting to come. Okay. But I need to like free up space for just like. Uh, Creativity, because I think I put too much um, time into like the business. Okay. When I need to focus on creating. Okay. Because I got so many ideas in my head, but I can't um, I can't do them because I'm I'm doing so much work. Right. So now I gotta I gotta fill in these positions so I can kind of just focus on like marketing. Like I'm a marketing genius. So I need to, that's need to be my focus. If I can focus on that, I'll be, that So how do you plan to do that? Um, a staff, a team, you can't do it by yourself. When you say, you've been saying we a lot. Um, we have yeah. the number one, like who, who's a part of your team?
2: Well, so we have a team for the event space and we have a team for the coaching program. So for the event space, I have a full-time manager, got a cleaning staff, rental team. They take care of everything. I have not been to my event spaces in three months.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Rich and Unemployed Clothing. Listen, have you guys checked out the website? Have you guys copied some merch? You can do so while watching this episode right now. So if you haven't done so, go ahead. It's right there at the bottom. Go ahead. Click. Go to the website. Go ahead and copy some merch. Man, we got these new hoodies in. We got headscarves in. We got hats. We got caps. We got the black and gold rich and unemployed cap. So make sure you guys tap in, grab some merch while watching this episode. Because listen, giving it to you. Giving it to you good. Wait, pause. All right, back to the episode.
2: Completely hands off for me. For the coaching program, I have an assistant. I have a program director. Um, I have a sales team, an ads team, an email team, mm-hmm. um, a social media manager. All that just kind of plugs in and lets me create, lets me create content.
1: Right. So just imagine you had to like do all of that work. Yeah. No. <laughs> nah. That's that's what I'm doing. income would ye drastically drop. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So. Yeah. In order for me to make a million dollars a month, I need to step away, right? I need to put people in position in order for me to make that happen. And it, it can happen. Yeah. Like, the way I broke it down, it is definitely possible. I didn't have so many people sit right here and show me numbers yeah. to, to let me know that it's possible. Yeah. Real-time numbers. And I think even with, like, David Shands, like, with him being my mentor, I probably wouldn't even know it's possible because with podcasting, because if I just started off podcasting myself, I probably would have just stuck with the YouTube money. All right, cool. I'm making this little money. Right. But, man, he called my phone and be like, hey, bro, I think you need to come check out these numbers. Like, This is what I'm doing. I think you need to implement this. Sit me down for like an hour, you know, genuine, genuinely, like just talking to me and giving me game. So if I didn't have like that, that, that person in my life, I probably would settle with a hundred kit. Shout out my boy, Eva Shands. Yeah, you'd you said you
2: woulda, you woulda settled for hundred k.
1: I would've thought that was it. I thought that Damn, was my cap.
2: That's you know what's crazy? There's some people who make that in a year, bro. I know. You just said settle for hundred k. You realize that? <laughs> settle for hundred k. There's some people yeah. who who have not seen hundred k this year. Mm-hmm. W two. Mm-hmm. You up, my boy?
1: Nah, <laughs> That ain't up. That ain't enough. That ain't enough. You need a mil. I need, mill I need a mil. I need a mil too. I'm getting
2: a, that this year. i a month. i a month. I need that. I need. I need 20 mil this year. What you gonna do with the money? What am I gonna do with the money?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Let it sit in the bank account. Donate it.
1: That's crazy. Is it? Yes. Why? Let it sit in the bank account. What is it doing for you? There.
2: Remember what we spoke about like having multiple streams of income and things that in nature, whatnot, whatnot. There's just certain things that are just not worth getting into. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Like at all. Like there's just certain things that are not getting into. Every single time you deploy your money into something, it comes with a certain level of maintenance. It does. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, I can, yes, go and buy all this real estate. Who's going to manage it? I can go and get all these event spaces. Who's going to manage it? Get a manager. You can get a manager, but then who's going to manage the manager? A manager.
1: That's you. (laughs) An assistant. Have you bought property before? Yeah. How's that going? I want the manager. I was just an investor. <laughs> you,
2: you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, there's obviously different ways to get into it. Uh, I, but, I mean, if I ever, any money that I, I deploy with that million dollars in a month or whatever the case may be, it would definitely have to be completely hands off. Like, I just hand it off to you. We break bread 50-50, whatever the That's case what may be. That's what I
1: would be. like. I don't want to have to be hands on with anything. Nothing.
2: I just want to be straight venture capital. Yeah.
1: I don't want to have to make any decisions. Yeah. Just pull up with the bread. Pull up with the bread. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I feel but that's what I plan on doing. Um dumping all that money in real estate. Okay. What do um, you what do you have now? I just had one property. And then I had two. Where at? In Atlanta? Yeah, Jonesboro. <gasps>
2: Yo, I bought my first property in Jonesboro. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. that
1: was that? event space or what?
2: Nah, it was like a two family house. Did it you? burned down. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Let me find out. Bro. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> let me find out. Hopefully, you know, the insurance isn't watching. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, um, I got family in real estate. Um, I met a lot of people that does real estate, and that's going to be like the play. And really just kind of holding on to these properties. Like, I don't want to flip, I just want to hold. Right. And then, you know, just let it sit over time and let my children's children gain it. I like that. Where are you from? I was born in Jersey.
2: No, like nationality-wise. Haiti, Haitian. You're Haitian? Yeah. The ton. You see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where <are> you from, bro? <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents were born in Guyana, but my mom's Indian and my dad's black. Oh, but they was born in Guyana. Born in Guyana, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. What's up with the hair?
2: T'fou ton. So, what's up with the hair? Mm-hmm. What's up with it? I'm just asking. Something wrong? You guys no, I'm, I'm just asking. Like, what made you do that? That's like, crazy, bro. Like, You're really coming at me hard right now. I just asked nah, I, just <laughs> nah, I just wanted to... So I started dying my hair last year, and it just kind of stuck. I just never really wanted to go back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just something different. But you know what's crazy about dyeing your hair a different color? People treat you differently based on the color of your hair. Like, Whenever I have pink hair, I must be the most approachable guy in the world. Everybody just walks you up You look happy. To me. I, is that what it is?
3: <laughs> people just walk
2: up to me all the time. Look happy. The He's blue like, hair is like, I get, uh, this is not even blue. This is actually lavender, platinum, but mm. it's like, this one's like, it's like an edgy one. Like, people just walk, like, yo, your hair's so cool. But yeah, the pink cool. one is like, oh my, like, people want to ask me directions. People want to ask me for favors. It's just like, I'm not sure. Like, what? Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. And then the plat. I love the platinum blonde, though. The platinum blonde is one of my favorites. That one, that one's clean. But. Cool.
1: I'm just asking. I'm just, I ain't got no hair. Oh, that's true. I don't have hair, so... Like. What, when did that happen? Was it, like, intentional or was it, like, a kind of a gradual... It was one of those situations where, like, I had some really, really good hair, and then I seen it started receding. Ah. And I, wouldn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to be one of those guys where I was holding on to it. <laughs> so let me just do myself a favor now. Uh. Chop it off. I was 24 years old. You were... Tw- what? 24. 24... But it made sense though, because I- you have a picture of like how it was? I don't, man. I, I could find some though, but I had some really good hair, like wavy hair like yours, bro. Like I was pissed. And my brothers, they got dreads. Oh, oh, wow. Only one. Damn. My dad still got hair. Damn. Like I'm starting to, my hair is getting so bad. Like all this right here is starting to just, it's nothing. Like it's just nothing here no more. And this is like dark. It's so sad. But you know, the women love it, so.
2: <clears throat> hey man women love the baldy? That, that's what's in right now? They love
1: the baldy, bro. Go ahead and wow. do it. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Mm. <laughs> go. ahead and do it, bro. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you really focus on image? Like, your image, a public image? Um, Is that a thing for you?
2: No, really. I, wouldn't, I don't think so. I mean, I just, I just try to be my, myself as much as possible. Mm. I just try to maintain my own image. Like, I'm not really big on, like, chains and watches and... Stuff like that. I mean, I would. I'm in the market at a Rolex now, just for the investment purposes. But mm-hmm. like wearing designer and stuff is just not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather put my money in like like real estate or my business or marketing or things like that. Uh, I like visibility, image, in terms of like what people think about me. That's gonna kind of come in itself, but visibility, I care for being everywhere. I told myself 2023, I need to be everywhere, ramping how, up in marketing. How crazy. you can do that? I am spending a lot of money in ads. A lot of money. A lot of money in podcasts. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Just getting like Who Who got a good... Who could get me out to as many people as possible? Here you go. Facts. Because that's where it's at right now. If they don't know you, they can't flow you.
1: <clears throat> you know what? I got the same idea with, with my brand. I feel like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm popping. It's doing good. But not enough people know me. Like When I go in the grocery store, like maybe one or two people stop me. I go out, one or two people stop me. But I need like... A hundred people stopping me.
2: You know what was crazy for me when I was on the phone with Chase and the Chase rep recognized me. I swear, that's when I was just like, all right, this is kind of weird. By your full name? She was like, hey, are you Brian from YouTube, like uh. the event space guy? And I'm just like, yeah. She's like, oh, I see your name. I'm like, how? <laughs> I bro, on almost every time I go to the airport now, people recognize me. Almost, and it, it's like, it's not even. That was never my goal. But it's like, it's a byproduct. Because you want more people to see your business. For more people to see your business, they have to see you. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, all right, yeah, I want people to pay me. But, like, damn, by product, they got to see Brian. You know what I'm saying? Every time I go. Every time I go to the airport, people see me. Every time I'm at the mall, people, people recognize me. I don't even like being outside no more.
1: Me too, bro. I get a little overwhelming. I be like, man, damn. Yeah, go on with it. And it's like, they don't just stop and say, hey, they be like. Asking questions, asking questions, talk about topics I had on the podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that one time you said, "Bro, be like, yeah, yeah." It's cool though. Like, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. Because I, I knew what, what, what comes with it, yeah. and it's gonna even be more people on me because I'm be hopping on different people podcasts and like really putting my face out there. Like, I'm, this is not enough for me. Yeah. I need like millions of people to know me, and I think millions of people do know me. But like, I have people that meet me; they don't follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Like yeah, I follow you right now. Like, how you how you know me? How you yeah, watch my concert if yeah. you follow me, bro? Like, it's a little weird.
2: So so can we can we make an agreement now that if if this episode get how, on average how many views you get per episode?
1: It depends. Yesterday I dropped the episode. It got like thirteen thousand in less than twenty four hours. Um, it depends. It depends how I how I play it on Instagram and if uh-huh. the numbers on Instagram. Like I know the ones what I do with women, fifty k. Yeah, 60k 100k I had ones that hit half a million um, on IG or on YouTube YouTube oh. IG I'm definitely gonna. I'm going to get 100,000 views regardless That's easy must and, be nice and then YouTube um, YouTube is getting up there it's, it's just growing every day I just, I'm hitting them with the shorts the shorts yeah. is what really does shorts it shorts kills the shorts is really because I'll get a short that a short just did 5 million views wow and then they'll just go back and look at all the content
2: oh yeah Okay. So so if my episode gets if my episode gets 10k views in 24 hours I got to get brought back on the podcast.
1: You gotta get back on the podcast?
2: I got to get brought back on the podcast like an encore.
1: Well, I can put you back on there with the ladies. You ready for that? I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that the late night special? No, no, no. It's the it's the uncut live. It's like the round table like Oh, okay. Girls. It's just a con- yeah, 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 It's just a conversation, yeah. yeah sometimes it gets a little wild. I'll behave. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, she you she gonna be there with me. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's gonna do ten K. Okay. It's gonna do K it's gonna do that. The way I title it, it's gonna do ten K easy. I was
2: talking to the marketing genius. Actually I didn't forget, I just reminded myself.
1: Marketing Genius. Um
2: what do you, what do you, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. What do you feel more entrepreneurs need to do in their business to see some of the success that you've had with your brand?
1: Because your shit's been going viral. Collabbing. Collabbing. And, um, I would say,
2: I don't I, see you collab though.
1: I collab a lot. I collab with women. I, I mean, you, with,
2: you bring people on, so I get, I get But
1: that's how I really built the audience. I took other people that had bigger brands and brought them on my platform. And it, it'd be like women that never been on podcasts and they want to hear them speak. So you, you've been following this girl for three years and never heard her say a word. And now she's following my podcast. Oh, I took all your, your viewers and they came on my podcast. Even with like, you know, the him 500s or Alex, like I'm just collabing with people. And then like, I'm not afraid to like do what other people are, are not, right? Cause people are scared to say some of the things I say and I'm not, I don't, I don't care. Because at the end of the day, all publicity is good publicity. They can say what they want about me. At the end of the day, you're gonna see me and you're gonna pay attention. It's just, I don't even have nothing to sell to them. If I had something I was selling to them, oh, I'd be even, that, that a million dollars a month would be way easier. So you need, you need eyes on you. And what ways to get eyes on you is just either controversy or entertainment or education. And if you could mix all three of those, with well, me, like, I'm, I get people emotions involved. So I'm gonna either make you cry smile, laugh, argue. You get emotional when you, when you watch my page. It's not just, oh, just some content. Oh, OK, I can scroll past. You either have to stop and look and like, comment, share it. That's the, really the secret sauce.
2: What's the most controversial video, in your opinion, that you have? Damn.
1: I think when I, when I said, um, it's plenty. Uh, I know when I, when I was talking about how Instagram is the streets a lot of people, <laughs> Instagram is the street. Yeah. Basically like, um, you know, like streets, like, okay, you, you're, you're more conscious of, you know, like people watching you, you know what I'm saying? So you're not, you're not trying to like be seen or you, 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 when you wear your jewelry, you're not, you know, like you're conscious of people who are looking at you or you might not wear your jewelry to a certain spot, but like on Instagram, you just all out with it and people forget that people are watching and then people are plotting. People are, are people want what you have. So, like, if, you, if you're from the streets, you got to have that mindset. When I get on Instagram, like, okay, I don't need to be posting my location, real-time location. Bug like, in. Right, like, why, Bug would I, in. why would I do that? So, like, I'm telling people, like, okay, I don't even, so people think my page is real personal. I'm not posting, like, my family. I don't post my brothers and sisters because some, one day something might happen. One day something did happen. And um, it was a situation in L.A. Fitness where a guy, he wanted to bring his gun in there and try to shoot. You know, people' people's playing basketball. So we ended up fighting, <clears throat> he ended up getting mad. He had the gun on him. Like came in there with the gun, I hit him with a kettleball, and it got around to his friends, and he was embarrassed so he told his friends that we jumped him. So now his friends are coming around looking for me. They in the landing station, walking around. <clears throat> and so I'm from the streets. I know how to move. So immediately when he finds you on Instagram, because he thinks I'm just like the social media guy, he like oh, you just a bitch ass nigga, man. You just a social media nigga. I'm like, bro, I'm real calm. Like, bro, please, let's not even go there, bro. Like, I don't, I don't want to have to take it there, bro. My life is straight, and you coming to me with this bullshit, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get out of character. <laughs> but he not really paint. He not listening because he don't. I don't look like what I'd have been through. So. Mm-hmm. Immediately when he found me on Instagram, I just go down his Instagram and I do all the research that I, I can. I done found this man. Car, license plate. I see seen how many kids he got. Oh, I, my I seen God. His, I have seen his mom look like. On my page, you don't see nothing. Oh. All you know is that I got a podcast. So then he comes to, he comes to uh, Atlantic Station and then he pulls in front of LA Fitness. I'm cool with the people in front of LA Fitness. They get his license plate number. I get his address. So now it's like, okay, you're looking for me, but you can't find me. I got enough money to where... I can go out of town and chill for a week or two and pay somebody to go get you. Like, he don't think like I'm thinking. Like, I'm not on that type of time, but like, I, hey, bro, if you're threatening me, I would go there. But that's how I think. He's not thinking like that. So, I mean, it didn't, it didn't get that far. But, <clears throat> like, the, the last conversation we had, he called me with his friends on the phone, like, hey, man, like, is this smoke? I said, bro, I never had smoke. I never, I never wanted no smoke. He's like, wait, well, y'all jumped him. I said, I didn't jump him. I said, look, I'm gonna send you the video. If you think I jumped in, then right. I had a video when I punched him and beat him up. And they was like, all right, it's cool. We don't, we don't, we don't want no smoke no more. But so my plan was I was gonna go by a thousand bullets and I was gonna just put him on his mom's doorstep
3: <laughs>
1: with a note. And that was, I don't have to shoot the house up. Right. I'm letting you know that I know where your mom stay at, bro. And if you come again, then that's what it's gonna come to. Wow. But that's my past life, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't ever want to go. Can, back. Can, can, can... <laughs> <laughs> my past life, man. Oh bro. man, respectfully. Yeah, man. I don't I don't ever want to. I don't ever want to have you don't, to. You don't want to go back. Yeah, like that's that's beneath me. Right? Like you gotta evolve in life. Oh, bro. Like me being 33 still trying to be this this person yeah, and man. trying to prove who I am. Like, no, bro, I am yes, I'm scared. I am scared to lose what I got going on. Please leave me alone. Please call me a bitch. I don't care because it don't matter to me. Right. I know what I can do to you. So, yeah, that was that's real. That one did numbers. I think they did like a couple million. Like a lot of people shared that, like uh, Charlemagne, Tyrese. Yeah, oh, wow. It was so many people that we shared that. And um, I said another one, like, women are stupid. <laughs> 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 but I didn't mean it like that. It was just the title. It, the title right, right, was stupid. right. But what I meant was that women are gullible. Okay. And, and y'all fall into these positions listening to men, knowing that these niggas is full of cap. But you done been in these situations over and over again. And you can't even sniff out the bullshit. <laughs> I think they deleted that. It, went, it, was doing, it, it did like 100,000 in like three hours. Wow. And they took that down, man. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I'm, I get on this mic, bro. At first I was a little nervous about like, the things I was saying because I was getting a lot of followers, like EYL was following me and all these big names. And I was like, man, I don't like, I, I think I'm going to scare people off the way man. I'm saying shit. But like, when they see me, they are like, bro, I fuck with you. That shit you be saying is real. I was like, I right, bet. I'm going to keep this shit coming. I'm going to keep this shit coming. And I didn't even know EYL cursed. When I, I got on the phone with him one day, we was just talking, he was like, yeah, it is, fuck me. I was like, bro, I didn't know you even curse, bro. He likes the image. Yeah. I said, that ain't my image, bro. <laughs> I'm going to give it to him raw. But, yeah, that's my, my game plan, being controversial as fuck. And Then they try to compare me to Kevin Samuels. Ah,
2: uh, I see that. I can see that.
1: Not, not I can see that, but I can see people right. doing that. Yeah. I can see why. But How do you feel about that? Um, it's not true, but I'll take it. Okay. If, if y'all want me to feel them shoes, because I, I guess there's nobody out there... That's really speaking for men. Right. So right, if you think that I'm Kevin Samuels, let me just play more into it.
3: Okay.
1: It's just about like, you know, you can steal different pieces from other, you know. I, 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 I built myself by taking pieces from other people. Right. Like I read The Art of Seduction, read The Fourth of the Lost Power. This I built myself up, this knowledge that I got. And I'm just playing around with it. Mm-hmm. Mr. Deputant.: That's going to be a real famous name. How's the, how's the women treating you, bro? Damn, my nigga. What? <clears throat> I found someone special. OK, OK. And um. have you now? I did, man. I don't. Where'd you meet her? I met her in a, at, on a plane. Stewardess.
2: Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? Flight attendant?
1: Flight attendant. How, does, how is that going to work? Shit, I don't know. The, the less I see her is great. How do you I, feel about that? Is that what you want? No. Uh, <laughs> I'd be, I be, I be dodging love. Okay. i dodge it because, you know, like, it changes you. Mm. Like, it changes the flow of things, right? She ain't on social media, so I ain't got to worry about her, like, <laughs> getting on social media and see me act a fool. But it changes, like, my flow. Like, I don't really be in tune with anybody. Like, I don't have to call nobody every day, text anybody every day. I don't be into that. So with her, like, I, I like her, but I think she's going to try to force me into a situation. Not even force me, but... I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Mm. She bad too, man. She's tough? Tough. How you, how, you,
2: how, you, how you ran that? Like, you were just like, yo, like, let me get some water.
1: Nah. Slide like your number on this cup. Listen, I was, I was going, I was getting on the flight, I was on standby. So I get on the plane and I see her, I'm like, I said something, it's like she was in the way or something. I was trying to get by, I was like, yo, listen, I'm trying to, rub, I'm trying to get by without rubbing my dick on you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like. What? Yo! But I was serious, I was trying to get by, I was like, yo, I really don't want to rub myself on <laughs> you. I said, but, I um, said, so you single? She was like, wow. I could be. Wow. I was like, well, shit, I'm about to find out. She like, well, you got, you got four hours, this is a four hour flight, you got four hours to figure it out. I like, I bet, but then they kicked me off the plane. They what? Man, because I was on standby, they thought they, they over, so, overbooked it or whatever, so they're like, oh, so you got to get off, which it really wasn't. And I had to watch. I mean, I had to wait for the next flight. And then she found me on Facebook and was like, "Hey, such and such." I she like, found you on Facebook. Found me on, She was determined. Oh yeah, she had to search them records, boy. Yeah, yeah. She was determined. But um, I was, I was just playing around. Like I didn't think it was nothing. And then I had chill her this past weekend. And She took a wig off. I was like, "Damn, you fine." Oh wow. I didn't even know what I had. I, I was just playing. Her, like she was just gonna be another. But she's smart. Nice body. What's her name? Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. they gonna find her. <laughs> uh-uh. Jane Doe. Uh, uh-uh. but she, she, um, I don't, I don't want love. Okay. I do not want love. Love, love slows me down, and it could help. Like you could get in a relationship, and it could, you know, take you to new heights. But ah.
2: So you, it's just like something that's completely off the table. You're just not trying to get into that. Uh,
1: uh-uh. uh. It's, it's not good for me. Ah. I mean, slowly. Like I can't. How do you tell a woman, like, hey, I'm not ready for a relationship, but stick around with no promises, and or do I just jump in the It's into simple, school?
2: let's see where this goes.
1: Yeah, but they ain't trying to hear that. They, they trying to stamp some shit right now. And I don't know. And then I got, man, my life is, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much, but. Um, too much, too much. I'm definitely gonna drop off, I'm definitely gonna kick Oh, you gotta drop somebody off the roster? Plenty. Wow. If if I'm gonna deal with her, like, I'm gonna knock off a few, not that I have a crazy roster. Like, I don't really deal with that many women, but it'd be like women that are just friends that can't help themselves when they wanna have sex with me. So, they're not really a roster. They're just like friends. Like, we don't call them. We don't really go on dates. It's just like real cool friendships. But if I'm gonna deal with her, they gotta go. Gotta go. I don't have the time, and energy for everybody. So if I like you, I right, bet I'm gonna just take the ones I don't like. Cool. Simple. I don't believe in like having ten women. That's gonna just slow me all the way. Small down. quality roster. Yeah, you gotta have quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. But you can't get quality without quantity. That was a hell of a comeback. Well, right, because you got to try a bunch of things out, right? Is that what you're trying to say? You have to experience. got to experience. got to collect data. Collect data. It's good. <laughs> it's good. So I'm just collecting data right now. And um, that's, what, that's what I'm doing. So if I could just re- re- refrain myself from having sex with these women, then, because once you have sex, that's when it changes things. So if I don't have sex, but when I tell women I'm not having sex, they'd be like, it's cat. What? And I tried to tell her that. Like, yo, listen, I, I really wanted to go three, six months without having sex. She's like, oh, no, we already had sex. Like, we're going to have to keep this going. Oh, wow. But that was my goal. Like, my goal was to just, like, stop having sex. Well, what do you think that it would do for you and your business? If I, if I, t- I feel like
2: I'm interviewing you
1: now. <laughs> if I took sex out of the equation, that would save me a lot of time and energy. Okay. And then I could either use that towards the business or towards self.
3: Mm.
2: Now, do you, think it's, it's, do you think it's the sex or do you think it's the relationships? Because they are different and you can't have one without the other.
1: But I can have the relationship, but if you take sex out of the equation, let's just say my relationships, I don't have to, I have to put a lot of time into it. Right. The only time that I really put into it is the sex. So if I'm not driven by sex, then it will only be the minimal of like communication. We'll talk every now and then. Or it might even make us better, like, with communicating. As long as I ain't gotta have sex. Sex takes a lot of time, I feel. But a relationship, the relationship does as well. But if you have both of them together with multiple women.
2: It's a recipe for disaster.
1: hmm Maybe not disaster. Maybe just a recipe for bullshitting. Okay. Chaos. Not chaos. Not even chaos. (laughs) Sex is good. Wouldn't y'all agree? Wouldn't you agree? Never mind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got any more questions for me? Brian? Oh man, I
2: I think that... uh, I think I'm good.
1: Man, they gonna kill me. Shit. (sighs) I think I got a baby on the way. Oh wow. All right. Thank you for watching the Richard Unemployed Podcast. Hope you guys learned a lot of information from this. Uh, make sure you guys tap into Brian and his event space. I'm going to put your link in the description.
2: Yeah. If y'all want to tap in uh, what I, wanna do, I want to do, everybody who's coming through my man's podcast, I want to give y'all a free spot my next master class. If you want to tap in, learn how to find, fund, and fill your next event space, all you got to do, go to myfirsteventspace.com, and I got you free of
1: charge. Let's free of charge hope y'all start something. I need to start bullshitting with life, man. Listen, this is free game, free knowledge, and it's really about you applying and taking action. Because I, I was about to start this podcast for a whole year, bro, and didn't take action. Wow. It took me to spend $20,000 on a mentor, and that's what gave me the confidence to do it. Oh, that's, that's,
2: that's, that's what the, that's what it was?
1: Mm-hmm. Huh. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna start a podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna start a podcast. And then actually when I spent the 20,000, I was like, but I gotta start a gotta podcast Gotta start the yeah. podcast now. Yeah. That was, that's, that's how it happened. I spent twenty k, But now I feel like people could pay me 20000 because I, I spent 20000 100%.
2: That's the joy about mentorship.
1: Um, yeah. I'll see you guys next episode, next Monday. And if we get 10,000 likes, I mean 10,000 views in 24 hours, we're going to have to bring him back. Run it up, let's get it, let go. To the spicy ones. And I hope he don't lose his girlfriend in the midst of that. All right. See you guys. That was dope though.